So good. So Thanksgiving Sunday. We're just gonna, um, we've got some people speaking here this morning, giving testimony um, to God's goodness. And um, we've uh, also, we've got our prayer box down the back. And Lynn actually just came and shared another cool answer to prayer. And that was that we were praying for someone's house to sell. And it just happened miraculously during the week. And there was some real, uh, there was big obstacles, but it's just sold. So man, we, our prayers, powerful and effective. So if you've got a need... Come on, if you've got a prayer need, whether it's a heavy thing or a dream in your heart, then you can post it in that prayer box and we, we pray over it on Tuesdays and uh, usually on Sundays, uh, just not today. <laughs> so we've got plenty of other good things to do and celebrate this morning though. So just a couple of uh, Thanksgiving um, testimony, scriptures, here we go, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17, rejoice always, pray continually. How do you do that? You just walk with Jesus in relationship because uh, prayer is relationship. Give thanks in all circumstances. How do you do that? Well, I'm about to tell you. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And then Psalm 50 verse 23, whoever offers the sacrifice of thanksgiving glorifies me and prepares his way so that I will show God's salvation to him. Thanksgiving, this is, the Bible says here that thanksgiving to God gives Him room to move in our lives. It just creates an environment when we start giving thanks to God, no matter what we're going for. We don't have to thank Him for the dark things, but we can thank Him that He can bring light in those dark seasons or things. So you could be in a tough situation. You start giving thanks to God and He, uh, he comes and He realizes that you're giving Him room to move. Because your thanks to him says, I believe that he's got a solution. Creates an environment of faith and he can, he can do amazing things when we believe. Uh, it's, um, you know, in, in a room full of people uh, like we've got today, there's such diversity, isn't there? Like um, there could be someone who's just lost a, a loved one um, and then sitting next to someone the, the next person could be going through a time of abundance and they may, maybe there's a new child that's come on the scene. So we've got this real diversity in our uh, uh, church here because we've got so many people. And that diversity requires sensitivity. So we, we've got Thanksgiving Sunday. We're going to share some great testimonies, but we also want to be sensitive to whatever you're going through this morning. And, and whether it's a you're in a winning season or a tough season, we're going to give thanks together because today we're thanking Him that, you know, He will, he will create a way of goodness through all of our uh, circumstances, no matter what we're facing. So um, we're going to hear some testimonies soon, but I'm just going to go through um, some of the victories that we've actually shared together as a church um, this, this year. Uh, we're, we've all been on board. This has been such an exciting year for us uh, to lead the church. It's felt like that you guys have just been running with us. Like we, we haven't run off in the distance and like, hey, where is everybody? I didn't know where they're gone. Um, it's been like, we're, you know, we've felt like the push in behind us and like, yes, go. We believe, you know, God's doing great things. And so we've done some really cool things that I just thought, you know, we're going to mention this morning. The number one is we've gone to multi-services and that's a real obvious, you know, been an amazing win uh, for us. And we've created room for more people to come in. And we've seen our young people come into church, love 
11 o'clock sleeping still happens and then they can get to church, it's all good. So we've just so uh, appreciated everyone getting involved and we've had to extend, you know, our, um, our host teams and all that. And you guys have said, yes, I want to be a part of this. And we were so excited. Like Deb and I carried this vision in our hearts this time last year. God was saying to us, like, let's do, do, do this. Multi-services, it, it's, it's, um, it's going to create room for something to happen. And then to step into it and have all that support has been amazing. And we, we know there's something stirring in our hearts again that there's another step for us sometime in the you know, next year. And I, I think earlier on rather than later on, we're, the, we don't actually have all the resources because, man, it wouldn't be a step of faith if we did. And so we're going to step out in faith again and see that God's going to you know, respond to, to um, that to where we're going. So we're excited about our multi-services. We're also excited about our young adults. Um, this year, the last term, we've created a little bit more room and um, some kind of fun programs and things like that have been happening. And we've seen um, some young, the, our young adults gather around them. Let's, give it, a, let's give, a, give it up for the young adults here at Thrive. We love you guys. And we know, we realize that you're no longer teenagers. And we want to honor that on your life and create space for you uh, to grow and flourish here as a part of our, our church family. Um, we also just want to give it up for all those people who got involved here over this year, whether it was a one-off or it's a regular serving in a team. We just so have appreciated you. And then um, we, we've um, hosted DNA nights at our house. And one night we had over 20 people come along to that DNA night and just to find out a little bit more about the heartbeat of the church and where we're going and, you know, um, just get to know Deb and I a little bit more. And so we've run four DNA nights this year and they've been a real success and we're going to continue on with those uh, next year. The uh, next thing we want to kind of honour is the seamless transitions and just um, this is something that we can be thankful for um, this word seamless transition just dropped into my heart in a uh, leaders prayer meeting that we had um, about four months ago. And I was like, what? I'm clueless to what, what does that mean? And then all these people started coming to me and telling me about what they were about to go and do. They were about to sell their house. They were about to uh, start a business. And it was mainly around houses and businesses and um, or, or promotions within businesses and things like that. You're going to hear about one of those in a testimony uh, this morning. But it's been really amazing for pe uh, to see how many people have sold a house and gone to a new location or stepped into something new in their life, and it's just happened supernaturally. There's just been such a grace around it, and I just want to give glory to God for that because He is in your world. He is in your life, and He is transitioning us as a church, I believe, because we're about to go into a new season. We're ready, and we're going to run again, so... Um, the other thing we're thanking for today is uh, our connect groups, our connect group leaders. Um, we've also grown more like in size in the connect groups, and we've planted more connect groups as leaders uh, this uh, year. So, you know, um, our pastoral care team are right in here as well, and we we believe as a church that everyone here uh, needs to be looked after or looked out for by someone, whether it's in a connect group environment or a pastoral care environment, and then in turn, everyone else is looking out for someone else. So we've seen really, uh, we've been really encouraged by the people who have stepped up into those uh, things as well. The other thing we're thankful for today is our church finances. Woo! 
Um, yeah, they, they are going where they've never gone before. And so I just want to say a big thanks uh, to you guys who are believing in our vision as a church. And you are resourcing the kingdom of God when you give. You're saying, I value that people will uh, get connected with truth, get connected with love, get connected with grace. And that can happen through our money. And so... If you've started giving this year, you've given a little bit of an offering or just whatever, whether you're tithing regularly, we just want to say a big thanks to you for how you've given. Um, also, in our, and then stepping on lastly to our missions, um, internationally uh, this year, we actually haven't taken up an international uh, mission offering this year, but we have actually capped out, or tapped out at over $16,000 we've sent overseas. And this is um, over to Chris and Ruth. They are in um, Arnhem Land serving at MAF, um, flying planes and getting amongst um, the Aboriginal people over there. And then as well as uh, Cambodia, uh, where Julie is over there. And she's a bit of a hub, so we're supporting her as a church, but then also supporting those agencies, Prison Fellowship, Manor for Life Village, and then the school that they've started, then Stars of Peace, uh, which is um, preschool uh, over there as well, and I think there's a few others that we're connected with, but we have sent money over there to, to bless and increase. So a big thanks to the way you've given in there as well. We also took up an offering called the Big Give earlier in the year, and that was really exciting. And that Big Give was for um, local mission or local community initiatives like 24-7 Youth Workers, Rachel's House, um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Christmas hampers that you see here, and then um, we've got our Christmas production next weekend and festival, and then we've got random acts of kindness as well, and we were able to go over to, we actually did a, a morning tea blessing over at Michael Wakefield's for them um, uh, about a month or so ago, and they were just blown away. We're like, have have this, guys, just because you're here, and, and so um, we've given or allocated about $13,000 to those local uh, mission initiatives. So that's, that's a lot of money, isn't it? And so well done, well done, church, um, on your generosity and your, that you are connected, like not just connected like spiritually, but physically to the vision. You know, your, time, your money is your time, and we just so appreciate the way that you've sown in with your finances to what we see is important and where God's leading us. So... Yeah, let's give, give it up. Let's give it a hand. Let's do a round of applause. Come on, because God's amazing. So now we're just going to hear from uh, about five different people, actually, which is going to be really cool for three or four minutes. And we're going to kick this off with Jared. And he is once again on the big screen because he just loves being up there. And um, he's going to be doing a, um, a recap on their recent mission trip um, to Vanuatu. There we go. <laughs> why, do, why is that island so hard to remember? Okay. Awesome, eh? Isn't that so cool? Let's give you guys a hand. Um, and Jack, so Jack's going to come and share actually a, bit, a little bit about how we got there, which is just a miracle in itself. And Jack, we just want to honour you this morning as well as an amazing young man who came into youth when he was about 13, so you're 21 now, is that right? Yeah, so Jack's been like a real son, uh, spiritual son to me, and, and I've just been so proud of watching him grow over the years, so go Jack. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> uh, so I'm Jack, that's my name, yep, if you don't know me then I'll become your friend later, but it's uh, good to be here. What I'm quickly going to share and focus on is the power of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit helped me to go over to Port Vila, which is in Vanuatu. You have heard and seen in the video that Jared made of our time over there. 
But my adventure and where it started and what challenged and grew me, it all started back in New Zealand in preparation for Vanuatu and my future in ministry. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit and what God can do in, with, and for you. Stick with him and you'll never go hungry. You will not first step out on the water and see. For me, I had to do that again on another level. Stepping out on the water sometimes looks like you're drowning. But drowning knowing God is there and he's with you is better than drowning alone. (laughs) It's not just Father, Son, and then over in the corner is the Holy Spirit. But they're all as important as each other. The Holy Spirit is crucial to see this world changed. I started my venture of going over to Vanuatu to preach and share my heart for them in mid-September. I said yes to the invitation from Jared and Father's House, which is such a cool name, and it's the church over there. Straight away, without really thinking about it, which for me to do on this topic in regards to missions is really unheard of, like really unheard of. But straight away, I knew that I was going to do it and how I was going to do it. I was going to use all my Christmas and my birthday money to come over, and how else would I pay for it? Not thinking or praying into it or asking the Holy Spirit for guidance or to bless me in this area. And I saw the Holy Spirit do really cool things in regards to finances in the past, but for some reason, I just forgot because that's what happens. For some reason, something happened in my heart, mind, and soul, and my view on this area, and the trust that I gave and once put in God was gone, and it was completely gone. For reasons some I knew and some I didn't until some stuff came up in prayer, because that's what prayer does. And I was able to be broken free and to see the truth and encounter the truth. Soon after that, I knew that I was not going to use my Christmas and birthday money. Once I allowed the Holy Spirit to take over that area, money just started coming in. And in a matter of days, I had over half of the money that I needed to go to Vanuatu. The power of the Holy Spirit is like no other guiding us and showing us who we are and what we can do in the small and the big things. The Holy Spirit pays attention to detail and what we allow him to shape, change, and form in us. Mate. So good. So all I had to do to go over to Vanuatu is I had to go to Auckland and get the special visa. I'm not going to bore you with the details because it's really boring because immigration is so boring. So, so boring. Like I said in the first service, if you're not Roe or Ricky Lee and you're into forms, then you need prayer because it's the worst thing. Like it straight up is the worst thing that I've ever encountered. So I went to Vanuatu. I had to fly to Auckland on my birthday to get the special visa. Good yarn. So I went... I had to go on my birthday. This hurt quite a lot as I wanted to spend it with my family and my friends. I also wanted to be at youth group on the Friday. And I couldn't be back. I had to just stay in Auckland. Um, if I wanted to come back before that time, the cheapest flight that I had was $400, which everybody knows it's so worth it for a 45-minute flight to pay $400. So I was going because I had to with little money I could to spend, no clue where to stay or no money really to do anything. This is what happened. I was blessed with a free flight to Auckland and back. At the time I looked and I had to go, if I was going to go back and forth, it was going to cost seven to 800 bucks. The person who gave me the flights ended up coming to Auckland with me. And it was awesome to connect with them and become their friend and to spend time with them. I was blessed the day before with the money that would pay for my visa and it was given to me for that reason. I got to Auckland and sitting outside there was Richie McCaw outside the airport. I went up to Richie McCaw and I said, hello, my name is Jack. Nice to meet you. Yeah, what's up? And then he thought I was his driver. So I pretended to be his driver and I just um, spun a yarn with him and I was like, yep, this is cool. And then I told him that I'm actually not his driver. I've always wanted to meet Richie McCaw. I didn't like rugby that much, but Richie McCaw is so cool. We just chatted, got some photos of him. It was dope. I got in the car. He was organized to pick us up and began speaking and told him why I was in Auckland, why I was going to Vanuatu. He told me about his business. He was a Christian. He was a pastor in Christchurch. And um, he was really cool. 
And then on Friday, he picked us up in a 1947 hot rod, perfect condition, incredible car, and dropped us off, building a relationship with him now that whenever I'm in Auckland, promising to pick me up and take me to where I need to go and from the end to the airport for free. He dropped me off in the middle of Auckland, and he, he, I knew some information about a guy I was meant to meet. So I met this guy called Ty. I had no idea who he was. All I knew he was Asian, a Christian, and a family friend of the person who blessed me with the flights. I met him. He takes me to an underground food court. He buys me lunch, gives me $100. Then he puts me in a hotel, which is crazy. I got my visa, which I got, and for the first time, and I've been planning this for so long, for the first time, three days before I actually left, I felt like I was actually going, two hours praying, freaking out, fully on the water, fully trusting as I had no other choice, and sometimes that's just the best place to be. I got a message from Ty saying, because you're in Auckland by yourself, away from your family and friends, me and some pastors want to bless you and take you out for dinner for your 21st. I spent my 21st with strangers, and I'm mostly speaking Chinese. It was so cool. It was the best food that I've ever had. Oh, it was so crazy. Like, it was unreal. Every day I was there, something crazy and explained happened. I bought one meal when I was there. I'm not only blessed for what happened in Auckland, but for the fact that Vanuatu is really not a cheap country at all. It's the same, if not more expensive than New Zealand. So many crazy things happened there. I'm just going to finish there with that, though. Working in with the Holy Spirit is not meant to be complicated or hard. It's impossible for any of that to happen with God. Without God, it's impossible. What is hard for me, what is hard for you, isn't for Him, isn't for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is powerful and allows us to use and move in and with the Holy Spirit in power. The Holy Spirit empowers against the enemy. The Holy Spirit is far greater and more powerful than the devil. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings breakthrough, healing and more. The Holy Spirit is who guides us physically, mentally and emotionally and he convicts us of all sin as well as so much more. He is the reason for the most memorable God-breathed birthday to date. He is the reason for Vanuatu and he is the reason why I'm here to make God famous. To make God famous. <laughs> Awesome. Man, after Jack spoke in the first service, I was like, man, God's going to send you out of here. But now I've decided I'd rather have you stay. You're too awesome. God's just changing his mind all the time. (laughs) All right. Next up, we have Amy. Come on, Amy. We want to welcome Amy Steele up here. She is the sister of Ben Steele, who was on the drums, if you didn't know that. And so this is now her second time speaking ever in church. So let's give Amy a big hand this morning. She's amazing. Hello. (laughs) Oh, gosh, this is still just as scary as the first time. Okay. All right, I have tissues just in case I didn't need them the first time, so I might be okay. Right. So, as Glenn said, I'm Amy, and I don't have much time, so I'm just going to get straight into it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, Just like a little snippet of my life, um, I was born and raised in like a Christian home, um, and it was all just cliche and dandy until I was 16 and my mum and I were involved in a car accident. Um, She was killed and I walked away from it, which is why I'm here. Um, And pretty much after that, I lost all my faith in God and questioned like everything. Um, Eventually I gave up on church. Uh, From that, I very quickly became deeply involved 
in a really unhealthy relationship with a guy who I was too afraid to leave simply out of fear of being alone. And it didn't take long before my opinion on myself, my happiness, my confidence and all my self-worth and value became totally dependent on him. When I was able to do right by him, he made me feel like I was loved, needed and wanted and like I had somewhere that I belonged. And it was those moments that I craved for, so it was those moments I worked so hard to get, but those moments only lasted a moment and then they were gone and I was right back where I started. I only valued myself as he valued me. I had a crazy low opinion on myself and I thought I was only worth what my worth was to him which wasn't a lot um, so I fully believed I wasn't worthy of anything or anyone better in life um, so that relationship ended four years later and um, my heart was shattered by him because of it and because I was so invested into him it shattered like every part of who I thought I was. Um, after that, I started heading downhill really quick. And um, I didn't actually realise I had a turning point until God reminded me like a few days ago of, it was like a message or a quote or something that I had read like during that time. And that was, the reason some people have turned against you and walked away from you without reason has nothing to do with you. It is because I remove them from your life because they cannot go where I'm taking you next. They will only hinder you in your next level as they have already served their purpose in your life. Let them go. Keep moving forward. Greater is coming, says the Lord. I've run out of time. <laughs> um, so that pretty much like, changed my perspective on everything um and so from there um I came to church with my little brother Jake that most of you know and I think by like the second service that I attended I'd given my heart back to God and following that um there was storm camp where I pretty much got completely like hammered by God and it was just so like life-changing for me um and I can now like confidently say that he has 100% healed my heart and I have found my purpose in his love and I have found my home. So, yeah. So cool having you in the family as well, Amy. We just really treasure you and we're really excited for where God's going to, you know, send you. And you could be holding the microphone a lot more often in the future, eh? Well done. Well done. It's t- it took Amy a heap like, of courage to get up here and share this morning. Actually, it was her first time ever speaking in, uh, in a church setting. So she's a little bit like myself. Like, you know, as you know, I actually didn't turn up for my first uh, preaching engagement. So I was so scared. I just faked a sore tummy. Well, actually, I did have a sore tummy because I was scared. But um, <laughs> they only had the worship that night. Um, and no message. Um, so, yeah, just such a wonderful story of God's grace and, um, you know, re- the tragedy that you have walked through um, and then God holding your hands and restoring you and uh, healing you. And our God is a healer, you know, and he has got your restoration uh, like in his hand. He's just there 
And if you're here today and you're like, I just don't know if God is good, then I hope that Amy's story really stirred something in your life because he is good all the time. No matter what you've walked through, um, he doesn't cause all the bad stuff to happen, but he was, wants to help us through the bad stuff. So, cool. All right. So, we're going to move on now to our final speaker this morning, and that is Gareth D. Almeida. So, Gareth, come on up. I probably didn't say your last name right again. I'm still learning it. But Gareth and Abby have been a part of the church now since about May last year. And so, it's super good. Oh, bro. He's like, this guy's a handshake, awesome guy. Um, and he's, he's uh, yeah, Jared wants to, he's going to come in for a hug. <laughs> Don't ever accept a, a, a hug from Jared publicly. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so Gareth as well, he's stepped up this year to um, help lead the men's ministry here at Thrive and going to be taking a camp um, early, away early next year. And it's just so awesome having you and your family in the church. So yeah, looking forward to hearing from you, bro. Thanks, Glenn. Um, g'day, guys. It's a tough one to follow after that one, but I'll give it a crack. Um, yeah, this year's been a big year of breakthrough for me and my family. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, my name's Gareth. My wife's name's Abby. She's down the back there. Um, we've got three girls as well. So just a bit of a backstory. So Abby and I started working in New Zealand. Um, we were there for about five years, and we felt God said to, uh, to head over to Australia and start a business. Um, we had no idea... Um, what sort of business to start up? We just knew it was going to be a niche, uh, niche market startup business. So we started a seafood restaurant in Bondi, um, right by the beach there. It went really well, and God said to move home. So we um, sold it and moved back. Uh, we moved to Sumner and started a tapas restaurant, which we felt God was telling us to do. Um, and during the fit out, the earthquakes hit. Uh, we had to make the decision to either can it, but we felt to carry on with opening the restaurant. After two years on, we were told that the building was unsafe to occupy and we had to get out. Due to the earthquakes, we had no business insurance at all, um, so we lost absolutely everything. We also had to move out of the house we were living in for um, for earthquake repairs. We had no job, no income, no house, a two-year-old and a one-year-old and a lot of money owing due to the restaurant closure. We had to move in with Abby's parents. I found a job labouring and uh, we did a lot of praying. Um, Abby's auntie had one of her rentals which came up for rent in Rangura here and um, she called us up and offered it to us so we we took it. Um, Not long after that I was laid off from my labouring job um, right before we had our third child. We felt God said to start our own landscaping business. Um, Once we'd settled into the area we felt God told us to find a local church Um, so we drove around and felt really clearly that um, Thrive was the one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Glenn told me I had to say that. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Um, we, <laughs> we knew once we came in for the, um, the very first time that this was the right place for us. Um, God said to start tithing straight away, so we got all of our spare coins that we had and put them in um, the bucket. Uh, nappies and baby food, etc., would just have to wait. After a few months, God told us to tithe 10% of what we wanted to earn. Um, each week, not what we were earning, but what we wanted to earn. Um, not long after that, he told us to write down in six months where we wanted to be according to the promises that he had made us. It felt weird um, as we felt we had nothing, and these were things that were so far away. We wrote down we wanted a family home, a staff member, a work truck, to start a ministry, as well as income expectations, all promises we had from God. Six months later, 
um, we've employed a staff member. We're looking to employ two more. We've brought a work truck. We're looking to also get another one. Um, we've increased our income beyond what we'd expected. We've started the men's ministry here at Thrive. Uh, we've just recently put an offer on a, pr- a new property. We've just gained uh, the contract for the biggest landscaping, um, sorry, for landscaping all the high-end new houses for the biggest building company in Christchurch. Um, faith makes a fool of what makes sense. And when we exercise it, the extraordinary is possible through God. John fourteen twelve. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. No, it doesn't say it will happen easily or without learning or hardship or a positive attitude. But if we live it and believe it, we will receive it. Thank you. Wow. I didn't know that story quite to that detail. That is something else. Thank you for opening your heart, Gareth and Abby, to us. And, and mate, that is, I'm excited that you guys did choose Thrive. And I didn't actually say that, just if you were wondering. <laughs> Crumbs, man, I'm still blown away. That is awesome. You know, um, you may hear that and think, oh, nothing like that could ever happen for me. Um, the Bible says in Revelations that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When you hear something of Jesus is what Jesus is doing in someone's life, you take a hold of that as a prophetic word for your own life, for your own situation. And um, his promises are yes and amen. Come on, let it be, let it be. And so what amazing, amazing stories we've heard. Such diversity uh, from our church. And just thank you for everyone who shared this morning as well. We have an amazing church. We really, really do. Looking ahead next year, I just want to share this scripture and a few thoughts. Um, Psalm 65 verse 11, it says, You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. We serve an, a, a God of abundance, as we've just just heard. Um, during the, earlier this year, uh, three wanes were added to our church from South Africa within one month. And you know, God speaks in lots of different languages to us, um, whether it's through uh, signs, through signposts, like literally, like seeing things. He can speak through, uh, he can speak audibly to us. He can speak to us through dreams. And I just felt that there was something really significant about three Waynes coming into the church from South, South Africa, and especially because each one of these Waynes didn't know another Wayne in South Africa. Because we all thought, man, every male is called Wayne over there for a while. And so I just looked up to see uh, what Wayne meant, actually. And, it, and Wayne means um, wagon or cart maker. And it says, you know, you crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. And so maybe, this is a maybe, maybe God is telling us to get our carts ready because he is the God of abundance. He has got a vision for every one of our lives to be filled up not lacking in any supply, whether it be emotional wholeness, whether it be love, whether it be provisions, whether it be friendships. He is the God without limitations. He's the God of excess. He's not a measly God. He is a generous, 
generous Father. You know, I was thinking about our galaxy and man, there's more space up there than, when, <laughs> than what we know what to do with. He is excessive in what He does. He's excessive with His love. He died on the cross. He came into this world. He was sent here by the Father because He loved us so much. He is the God of love. He is the God of extreme goodness. And it's our prayer and hope that every life here would get in touch with His goodness with His abundance, and next year our carts would overflow in new levels and new measures that our community as well would have their eyes and their hearts open to know the height, the width, the depth of His love and His goodness. Let's stand this morning and we're going to go out with a song of praise today.